Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a miracle made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made, come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 226. Hello, hello, this is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about politics, and where we take out America's old genes of democracy. You know, the tight ones from high school that we wore on super cute days? And we put them over our feet, and we take a big breath as we pull them over our hips and find out that democracy still fits, motherfuckers! I am your host, Nikine Farsad, and we did it! We can finally say President-elect Joe Biden! Pew, 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 pew! Today, we're going to talk about that win. We're also going to talk about the future of both parties. And finally, we'll talk about hanging out in the cold pandemic style. Um, I want to say to listeners before we really get into it that there is drilling outside of my building. Thank you. You'll just that's just like a delightful feature of this of today's first post-election podcast or second post-election podcast. Jesus Christ, that first one, it's because it took a minute for us to know what was going on in life. Uh, I cannot believe today's panel. It is exactly the right panel for this exact moment. Um, they have been ordained the most perfect fake the nation podcast for today. They are the exhaustive father of three um, coming to us live from a closet in his house. He's also <laughs> a contributing op-ed writer for the New York Times. You've heard him on the show before because he's so fantastic. We love him so much. You guys, it's Wajahad Ali. Hey, Waj. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Also joining us on the show for the very first time, she's the host of the podcast Full Release, but you know, that's not really the reason you might know her. You might know her because she's a 
fucking legend, ladies and gentlemen, uh, icon to me and many others out there in the world. She's the host of Full Frontal. It is Samantha B. Hey, Hello. Samantha B. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you oh, for having me. God, I just I like am in love with you both right now. Um, and I also just want to tell you the two of you that topic number one we're gonna like focus on Biden mostly, um, and mm-hmm. then we'll save all the lack of concession speeches for topic number two. Great. So if you find yourself veering in there, I might pull you back. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Let's get into it with topic number one. So we won the shit out of this election. And before you talk about the Senate and the losses on the House, and blah, 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 blah. My point is democracy still held. Um, and so my first question to you guys is just a real softball. How does this make you feel? Oh, <laughs> I felt that. I felt that in my bones. God. <laughs> I can't even tell. I felt like a physical when they gave their speech on that stage Saturday night. I felt that my undercarriage, like I literally felt <laughs> it relax for the first time. I don't know how long I was holding all of that tension down there, but my uterus just went. <laughs> Like it just unfurled a little bit. Oh, um, absolutely. You know what's weird is that the in terms of just like physical reactions is that mm-hmm. in in the days since Saturday, I keep feeling like I need to be nervous. Mm. And yeah, we there are reasons that we can still be nervous or whatever. And we'll talk about those later. But just the overriding thing of like. I don't need to feel that level of nervous all the time anymore. Um, and I keep stopping to like remind myself that uh, mm-hmm. we live in a hostile environment. And then I'm like, oh, wait, we we don't necessarily. You know what I mean? So my body is still, you know, it's still shaking. You know what I mean? From mm-hmm. from what has happened. It still hasn't like calmed down uh, that's from that, the trauma of the last four years. That's because it's trauma. I think people are underestimating how much trauma uh, we mm-hmm. have experienced the past four years. I mean, I've had friends in the State Department who to this day were like, I don't know if he won. I'm like, just friggin' let it, enjoy this. <laughs> let it go, <laughs> exhale. And beca- it beca- it, it's all symptoms of trauma, right? Is it real? Something bad's gonna happen. He's gonna rig right. it. It's fixed. It can't happen. Not in America, mm-hmm. not after the past four years, after we elected this vulgarian, this racist, and seven more million Americans uh, went for him this time. And I feel like... Most of us, I was saying this, I was very confident on Twitter. I don't know if you were following me. I was this delusional optimist. I'm like, he's got it. Tuesday night. I looked at the ballots. I was talking to organizers on the ground. I'm like, he's got this. He's going to flip five states. And they're like, Waj, you're crazy. You Muslims are insane. Uh, go pray again. Get off Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like it's okay to experience joy right now. I think we have to give people permission yeah, to exhale. We're so used to yes. not experiencing it. You yes, know? we're holding so much. And also we're in a pandemic. So That's we're right. holding that too. Like we're confined and you can't hug anyone, even though like I, by mistake, hugged someone on Sunday. <laughs> like, <laughs> and spread the like, corona. It's not a lot. Yes. And now we <laughs> I just have a simple 103 fever. It's, it's great. <laughs> but I definitely, we were like, oh, I us. have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but no, it's funny because I mean, I have, so we, our official t-shirt for Fake the Nation um, said we're only doing optimism. So that was our right. merch and that's how we've been approaching this election. Um, and I, but I, it, but I do have to say like on the actual election night, I was, I was rather ridiculously, um, bless uh, John Fugelsang, host, uh, regular to Fake the Nation and a serious XM host. He had me on um, his panel um, with Dan Rather. And so uh, we oh. were doing election night, me and Dan Rather style. And it's funny to me, first of all, that producers were like, who should we pair with Dan Rather? Should it be that garbage comedian, Nagin Farsad? Let's do that. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of what the... But Dan Rather was like the picture of just a man who had his shit together. You know, he looked, you know, the, the consummate journalist, the gravitas, the authority, all of that. He was exuding it, the calm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just like on this, uh, and it was being live streamed, of course. Um, so I'm just there just schwitzing and like heavy breathing. And I looked like an insane person uh, next to Dan Rather who was really able to keep it together because even though I was optimistic, it was hard. Mm. Um, and so the, the, the joy and the revelry of Saturday was just such a release. Let's talk a little bit about the speeches they gave Saturday night. Um, Sambi, what did you make of those speeches? What kind of chord did they strike? I I don't remember a thing about them, actually. <laughs> I don't remember any. I couldn't give you any specific information about what was conveyed in those speeches. I just, it was more of a feeling than, yeah. <laughs> I, right. I, you know, I didn't like take it down and go, hmm, that's going to be interesting. I just yeah, yeah. was trying to feel this historic moment. And I really think Kamala is so great. And then having Joe Biden speak, he just sounded like a a human person who right. was yeah. had it. He was like at, he had it together, and yeah. he was calming. I felt calm, and I don't even I don't pretend to be a person who thinks that everybody that all of our problems are. We have many mountains to climb. Mountains and mountains to climb, as yes. we always do and always will. But just to be, to feel like some grownups are going to take over now, some grownups who believe in science, like even that alone feels like such a gift. Really? Like, That's right. Even that they have smart friends and smart and the ability to identify intelligence and bring that into their world is just it makes my heart swell. <laughs> the bar Expertise. is so low. It's Literally, so low. listeners don't know this, but Sambi is holding her heart right Hold now because it is swelling it. so much. I'm trying to keep it in my chest. <laughs> Before they come what? and take it away. Yes. Yes. Lodge, what'd you think of the speeches? Uh, I, look, I, I, I like the speeches. I actually was paying attention through the joy. And I feel like just a quick comment on the joy. If you remember Saturday, People spontaneously came out of their cars and celebrated like it was the end of World War II. I've seen that footage only during the end of wars or the end of like authoritarian regimes. You can't you can't even script that. You can't even force people to do that. Like a quinceañera that's gone out of control. The best, like the best one, like the one that you don't. (laughs) Even if you're not invited, like come on down. Eat some of this. I mean, I felt it was a global catharsis, right? And then you see the manifestation of that hope on stage. You see Kamala Harris, the daughter of an Indian uh, and Jamaican immigrant in that power suit honoring Clinton and suffragists who gave a presidential speech and Biden 
gave her the space and the time to address the mm. nation. Mm-hmm. I told my daughter, who's Nuseba, she's four, I've been making her watch like Kamala each and every single time. Even my son. I said, this is the first female VP. She's brown like you. She's the daughter of immigrants. I'm the son of immigrants. Just watch. It's the first time it's happening. And kids are very sharp. Like, they get it. To, to the point where kids have, like, the sixth sense where they can, like, sense evil and, like, the bad kidnapper man. My son goes, Baba. Trump is bad. I didn't. I'm like, yes, he is bad. And he, and he he saw Biden. He goes, Biden's good. He won. That's good. And so when you saw Biden, you saw a calming statesman who was decent, who valued science, who valued facts, democracy, and made the good faith, but naive attempt, but good faith attempt to remind everyone that he is the president of all Americans. And of course, we knew right when he said that that they would do everything to obstruct him. But the fact that he said it. It's just like mm-hmm. Sam said, it just settles you. It just it's a part of that release, that catharsis that we I like I said, I think we have earned as Americans. Yes. Um, absolutely. And then I also just want to say, you know, like l- listeners know I have a, a baby and she is uh, an Iranian-American Muslim, but also um, African-American, which is a, the, a sideways version of Kamala Harris. <laughs> and I think like for, you know, for, for me, like because I thought after Hillary Clinton that maybe in my lifetime we wouldn't see a woman on that stage, you know, like yeah. I don't know, Sam, if you had that like that oh. visceral fear of like, oh, this might not happen in my lifetime. And I very much felt like we would have, if we did have a woman, it would be the wrong woman. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought we were going to Margaret Thatcher the shit out very of the situation. bad version yes. of this. Yes. yes. Nikki Haley. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, and it could still, we right. don't, you sure. know, um, but yeah, that those were exactly my feelings. And so that was just on a personal front to like be able to see that per, a version of my daughter, like mm-hmm. on the stage was really, really amazing. And then, so we've now, um, you know, we've been sitting with president-elect for a few days. There's been some news that's come out. He's had some opportunities to respond presidentially. Uh, you know, so, for example, Pfizer came out with really good news about the trial of their vaccine. Shit's looking good. You know, this could be fast-tracked by the FDA, et cetera. Um, Biden came out and responded like, I, 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 you know, I don't know what you thought of his responses, but I thought that it was it 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 felt very reasonable. Like, <laughs> yes, this is good news, but we still have to wear masks. Like, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, how did how did you? Or or also, um, I'll mention he, you know, he was asked about who, you know, who his edu- secretary of education might be. Uh, turns out he's gonna hire someone that has experience in education. Wait, what? an educator? <laughs> Are you sure that's reasonable? <laughs> Who doesn't shit on public schools that educate ninety percent of our kids? I, I was gonna hire the owner of multiple polo teams just <laughs> because I don't know. Seem like my people. Um, it was. It's very. It's been very nice to see him not. You know, not go down weird rabbit holes too like it makes me feel calm that he's having a steady approach to all of this like the nonsense about these legal battles with the ballots and stuff that he's very much like this is very silly we're just moving forward we don't need we don't need him to concede it's fine it's whatever we're just moving forward we're moving forward we're moving forward it's like not getting involved in all the nonsense it it's very um I, I, it, it just, it, it calms me. I feel like um, I'm gonna there's say a star, it's very, a North Star. 
Yes, it's very. Uh, this is the word I think. Rise above e. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Which is like what we've just ever wanted is for um, a leader to rise above the fray. Everybody and do, else can go down the rabbit holes. Yeah, Everybody else yeah, go yeah. down yeah, that's those. Cute. You want to look at your twitters or whatever? Adorable. Sure. Um, rise above rise is above. the SAT word. I think that we that rise we all failed. <laughs> he's he's presidential. He's an adult, and it just I think. We've mentioned this before, but we, we kind of forget because there's so much chaos that we're living in the in the middle of a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic that has killed over 235,000 Americans. And if you look at the map right now as we're recording this podcast, the entire map of America is red. Red not for Republican, but red as a hotspot. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that over the next three months during the winter, we're going to see the third surge. And it's just going to be death. America is just going to be witnessing death. I mean, if you look at South Dakota right now, where Republican Governor Kristi Noem, her response to COVID, I don't know if you've seen the video, is insane. And in September, she put it on Twitter. She's just, she killed a bird. She goes, this is how we handle COVID. We shoot it with a shotgun. Uh, And now South Dakota is completely red. The poor South Dakotans are infected. And to have an adult in the room that respects science, like it's a parent. Like you have a, a kid with a temper tantrum who always flings poo around the room and you kind of know he always will. You're like, let, let him fling his poo. Eventually he'll settle down. We, the adults, are moving forward. We respect science. We're going to wear a mask. He wore a mask again yesterday. Kamala wore it yesterday. And I think what, why we'll have so much relief is once he, knock on wood, inshallah, as we say, takes uh, the presidency on January 20th, literally that administration is going to save lives. Literally, I'm using it. Yeah, I'm yeah, using yeah, it like yeah, how no, we used up, it straight up. in the '90s. Straight up, because right. because and Sam, what do you think um, of of the talk of a national mask mandate from Biden? I have no. I don't know why. Well, we should have one. I'm into <laughs> mandates. I'm Canadian. Like we do. Even actually, I will say, even Canada doesn't have a national mask mandate, and mm. that is surprising to mm. me. It's we're just like primed up there, and there's not right. that many of us. Right. There should be one, and I don't know why there isn't. We should have that. I I don't know yep. what will happen with that, but certainly at the minimally the fact that the White House, I think they're mandating them across all federal agencies, like minimally, that's all I know for now. But I'm into a federal mask mandate. I I think it absolutely provably saves lives. It's great. It would be great. And I think, you know, especially with the kind of success we've seen in New York, where ma- where masks are so culturally accepted, yes. um, you know, it feels like it's not, it is also, you know, it is the very definition of not a big deal also. Like, just wear one. It's not a big deal. <laughs> not a big deal. But I, I feel like, don't you feel like when the leader of the country does it, it just automatically, it sets the tone. And so, yeah. and, and, and people are like, oh. Our president's wearing a mask. I'll do that. And on the flip yeah. side, oh, our president is calling Mexicans rapists and criminals and not denouncing white supremacy and not wearing a mask. That means it's okay. It's yeah. nice to normalize something that's actually normal. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. That feels good. That feels where we do. We've earned this. We deserve this. Um, all right. Well, you know what? Uh, that's a great note to end on. We're going to move on to the next topic, which is going to be about things that aren't normal. Uh, but first, let's hear from our sponsors. And uh, and then when we come back, we'll we'll keep talking at you. Mm-hmm. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. I have used Rocket Money. And you guys, honestly, I had no idea how many things I was subscribing to that I didn't want to be subscribing to. I think we all go into, we enter into subscriptions with a Pollyanna view that we're going to use as a subscription, even though it's a super obscure, you know, education app from Albania that uh, teaches Russian math or whatever. And then you're like, I'm never going to use this. Why did I get it? I should remember to cancel it. And then you don't. And I know you guys are like me and I know you've done this to yourselves. And guess what? 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. So we're all in this bucket. And I think paying for that stuff is so angering and Rocket Money is there to help. Because basically Rocket Money shows you, hey, look at this is what all the things you are subscribed to. But then here's the bigger thing. To unsubscribe, you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole. Rocket Money unsubscribes for you with a click of a button. It's so easy. The other thing Rocket Money did for me, which I was incredibly grateful for, was reduce the cost of one of my bills. It was my cable bill. Yes, I still have cable. Rocket Money has over 5 million users that have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. I mean, that's tracks for me and for the number of things I was paying for that I'm frankly ashamed of. So thank you, Rocket Money, for like fixing the shame glaze on my life. Uh, So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation, you guys. 
Eat stress-free this spring with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready-to-eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Folks, I feel like I've mentioned this before, but I tried other services that I was displeased with. And then a neighbor of mine was trying Factor. I had pulled them aside in the hallway and I was like, what are you feeling about this Factor? And they were like, it is delicious. You should definitely do it. So then me and my husband did it and we loved it. They are chef-prepared meals that arrive to your door, and then in two minutes, you could be eating them. Like, it's so simple, and they're actually delicious. And for people like me who just sometimes, my schedule can be so maniacal between traveling in different cities and, you know, doing stand-up gigs. It's like I just don't have a typical schedule where I can plan, set aside time for cooking and all that stuff. So something like Factor really helps for me. The other thing that I love to do is try not to eat carbs. (laughs) So they have a keto option, which is fantastic. It's super delicious. They use premium ingredients. You can get stuff with like filet mignon and shrimp and truffle butter and broccolini and asparagus, right? Like real ingredients. They're no fuss, no mess meals. Um, They eliminate the hassle of having to prep. They're tailored to your schedule. Um, You can customize your weekly meals uh, with flexibility. You can pause or reschedule. I've actually done that. I've both paused and rescheduled. Um, Factor is basically your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. We're celebrating Earth Day all month long. And look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should head to factormeals.com slash fakethenation50 and use the code fakethenation50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code fakethenation50 at factormeals.com slash fakethenation50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. And we are back and we're ready for topic number two. So we're still very early days into detoxing from Trumpism's hold over the news. Um, I mean, I honestly look forward to never talking about him ever again. Oh. Um, but uh, but he still hasn't conceded. Um, so it's sort of like we still have to do that thing where we're just like keep refreshing the news. And I, I don't know. I just I, I personally I need some sort of like a news methadone to like fucking get over this OxyContin presidency that I've been on. But um Here's my question for you. Trump hasn't conceded and the Republican Party is sort of standing by him. Um, You know, people like Mitch McConnell uh, are all like, congratulations when it comes to the House and Senate wins. But then uh, claim that the top half of that same ballot um, (laughs) may be fraudulent. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, what's. What's the GOP, uh, you know, what's this look that the GOP is wearing? How is it landing with you? It's very bad. (laughs) It's a very bad look. It's landing very poorly. (laughs) But will it matter in the long run? I don't think so. We mostly have the attention span of goldfish. 
Uh, so I do worry about that. It's, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable and it does feel, I mean, it also just feels like a little bit of a, just a stage play, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I, everybody knows Mitch McConnell's not a f- lunatic. Like we, he, everybody knows. And then they're just all doing this really like community theater version, mm-hmm. um, of a stage play, uh, you know, to help coddle um, the frayed ego of one um, popular vote losing minority president, one term minority president, Donnie Twimp. Mm-hmm. Um, Waj, what are you what? Yeah, what so yeah, are I'm, you worried about the GOP doing this or how does what do you think? Uh, I think I'm less surprised because uh, along with others, we called it two years ago and we were mocked and ridiculed because we took Trump literally and seriously, including his racism. And I said he won't concede and he will say it's a fraudulent election. And it's theater. I, I said theater as well, but I said it's dangerous theater because mm-hmm. he will try to steal it if he can. Number one, that's why we have to be vigilant. Number two, they're trying to steal money actively through mm-hmm. this process. Number three, they are trying to cover their tracks of malfeasance. Number four, they're riling their base. And this is what's most uh, damaging, is that the Republican Party, in my opinion, is now an extremist, counter-majoritarian party that literally has elected a QAnon supporter, Marjorie Green Taylor, Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Green, to the uh, House. An anti-Semite and QAnon supporter is now in the House. And so what they're going to do is rile up their base, which is going to weaken Biden's presidency because about 70 to 80 percent of their base is going to be like, eh, illegitimate. And so when this president comes in, President Biden, and literally tries to save lives, they have an amazing base that does not believe in anything. And when Biden says this vaccine is solid, use it. They're like, meh, deep state conspiracy. When Biden says, hey, the election is solid, they're like, eh, fraud. And that's why I always say, and people don't like hearing this, who ultimately won in 2016? Putin. Because all he wanted to do at the end of the day was weaken U.S. democracy and exploit mm. our racial and religious mm. tensions. And that's where we have right now. Um, yes. Now, okay. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know. Follow-up question. But, what but do we do? Follow-up question. Who's going to hold me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, took, I took like a dark detour. All of a sudden, it was like a comedy and became like a horror slasher movie. No, but, but here's, okay, but I really like tr- transport yourselves to um, to January twenty first, right? And I mean, because I do think they every lawsuit has been thrown out. They just don't have any proof. Mm. Um, it's just it's it's hard to steal an election when you don't have a shred of something to hang it on, right? So, you know, there are no hanging chads. It's like there's none of that for them to do. So so there's so I think that we will well, we will see um the inauguration of Joe Biden. Da, 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 da. Yes. Knock on wood. Oh my God. I'm just so superstitious right now. Um what is Trumpism? Is it still like without Trump in office, will these people have, you know, still be kissing his ass? Like he I, I get that he's going to be still the most famous Republican, but he's going to be just a guy who lives in Florida. I don't know what is next for him, but those people are not going away. Right. Are they going under? Will they be a little more quiet? I doubt it. They're going to be in our faces for a very long time. That's right. If not forever. And their numbers are growing. Like, I don't know 
I don't have a solution for you here. They scare me. What is <laughs> it? They're so divorced from reality. They're divorced from reality. I don't know how what to begin. It? What is their, I guess, and this is my just straight up dumb, dumb question. What do they want? Like, I don't understand what they're after specifically. I mean, it, it, beyond a border wall, like, I, what was the policy thing that Trumpism is? I still, um, I'm not, you know, okay, no immigrants and a border wall? Is that? No, that, that's not a dumb yeah. question. That's not a dumb question. I, Trumpism will outlast Trump. It is the manifestation of a 50-plus-year Republican policy, the Southern strategy, that chased white anxiety during the Civil Rights Act, uh, had, that, has, that has manufactured white anxiety into a populist movement. Trump, I always say, was the inevitable Frankenstein. The, the difference between Trump and others was Frankenstein escaped the lab and turned on the monsters, uh, the masters, right? Uh, Trumpism will outlast. And I think the reason why it will outlast predominantly is because you have a Republican Party that knows what it's doing is counterproductive to democracy, but they cater to the base. Example this week. Number two, you have a right-wing ecosystem that pummels out disinformation that leaks out into the mainstream. So Sam can do show after show after show, but she's not reaching a third of that base, which are, you know, average Americans who literally believe you, me, and Nagin are mm -hmm. part of a global conspiracy that not only kidnaps children, but we eat them also. And we have a weekly quota, mm -hmm. the QAnon conspiracy. And so when you ask, what do they want, Nagin? This is what they want. They believe they are the besieged minority and that the rest of us are attacking them, their identity, and their culture. It's fight or flight, and as such, the ends justify the means. Trump is flawed, but he's my, my flawed defender. And so to, in order to protect my identity and my culture and my family from you, who literally will steal my child and eat it, I will do whatever it takes. I will give up democracy. I'll never give up my identity and ideology, which is why we're in for a long fight. So, this is so I know I just learned today, actually, and I don't know why I didn't know this because I'm just I'm I observe social media, obviously, but I don't uh, participate in it all that often. Mm -hmm. I don't have any notifications. I'm like, all that, that. Smart. I just yes, try to well try done. to stay away well from done. it. But I learned today or was told that there are people on my staff who have trauma from mediating her comments mm. <laughs> and like who actually go through all of that material and they really are psychologically yeah. traumatized by it and i don't see any of that because they're the they're there actually because of them and as this firewall and uh i didn't even think to be appreciative of that horrible work but um now i wow. think better of it but there is so much out there like i did phone banking for biden yeah you know and so many times you answer the phone the, someone answers the phone and you're like hi i'm i'm sam and i'm calling you from the like osceola county democrats and they're right. like joe biden is a pedophile who drinks children's blood there you go up. and you're like there you go wow <laughs> a lot like yeah. a lot a lot more than you want to hear. And you're like, oh, what is going on in that household? That's so, and I mean, mm -hmm. I think, okay, so there's a couple of things. QAnon, I think, is is one side of the story. Um, and yeah, I, I, I mean, I definitely, I'm just baffled by how 
popular it became. And um, and I'm also baffled by how unwilling we are to just completely and utterly regulate social media the way we have regulated other media. Um, And that's something that, like, I think even Republicans could get on board. Can we peel off a Mitt Romney and a Susan Collins and a Lisa Murkowski to be like, yes, that evil should be controlled? Um, I believe that we can, and I'm optimistic about that. So social, like, controlling social media is is one thing uh, when it comes to those crazy fucking insane conspiracy theories. But it's like more, it's like our information systems right. are right. to completely fractured like yeah there's no interplay because we used to just have dan rather there telling us dan things rather. that were true <laughs> yes. that right that's right and, you know and we don't have that anymore mm-hmm. um and it's really traumatizing i think and, and, and it's le- led to this dispersed information universe where some people are getting good information, other people are getting average information, other people are getting absolutely shit information. Uh, but okay, so but here's but here's a question for me. For, here's a question about um, about Trump though, in particular, mm. which is like, do you guys remember that moment in 2016 where Rubio tried on a Trumpism and like talked about Donald Trump's hands or whatever? His fingers, right? Yes. Yeah, um, that like that you know, and like basically saying that he had a small dick, and um, and he does, but like it didn't wear well on Rubio. Like people sort of laughed him out of the room because mm-hmm. because that kind of language doesn't fit everybody, uh, especially if you're not a reality TV star, mm. you know, a, a, a bombastic human being from the 70s onward, right? Like, Donnie had been working out that shtick for many decades before we got it on the very national, international stage. Right. Do you think Republicans are going to try and do that with the language and the disgustingness? Um, because to me, I think that was the time, that's why he lost the election, he lost the election because suburban voters who may otherwise have voted for Republicans and who otherwise did vote for Republicans down ballot were like, that stuff, I can't take it anymore. Uh, so so what do you think about that part of the of Trumpism? I think he would have won again if he hadn't gotten coronavirus. Like, right. I think he would have won. I think he, he was really cruising to a victory. Like, I don't mm, it, mm people rejected him in the way that I was really hoping that they would. So I don't know. I mean, this, that's just my own personal feeling. My friend said, if someone didn't accidentally eat a bat in China, uh, we would have president Trump again. Uh, Coronavirus. uh, I mean, Joe Biden would have won the popular vote just like Clinton won, but we have a vestige of slavery called the electoral college that hijacks and forfeits the popular vote. Uh, I agree with that without coronavirus. I think he would have won through the electoral college to answer your question. uh, uh, First, uh, I'll give you a cynical take, but then a positive take. Uh, Trumpism works. Why will Republicans abandon it when it works? And their base loves it. Uh, and you saw McSally, of all people, become ugly. Uh, you saw uh, Graham completely turn. What I've always said is that once Trump's leaves... But it didn't work for McSally. Well, it didn't work for her, but I'm on a national level. Once Trump leaves, my fear was always this. A more refined version of Trump, more slick a little bit more friendly, less prone to gaffes, less prone Ivanka. to self-destruction. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ivanka's too blue blood. Uh, Don Jr., if he wasn't like cracked oh, yeah, out, yeah, Don, yeah. a non-cracked out version of Don Jr. will win. Um, and the, the, the positive here, though, is I still think this is the optimist for me. If you go back to theater, I said 
I think we're witnessing Orange Julius Caesar. Maybe by next week we'll see Act 2. Because once he loses the power of the presidency, he's made so many enemies and he's done so much like toxic criminal shit. Once all this stuff comes out and he's older and he's post-COVID and he's obese, I think he'll weaken, weaken, weaken. Uh, and he will not be as strong. He won't have as strong as a hold. But the next Trump, the more refined, polished, younger, maybe the female version of Trump. Right. That's who I'm afraid of. Because it worked. Uh, all right. But you know what? <laughs> I want to say. <laughs> my t-shirt says optimism. My t-shirt. Get your t-shirts on. Rise above me. No, the but I want to say, I want to say, we're really, well, you're really focused on what the next version of Trump is going to be, and I also am really focused on what, who is going to energize people the way Obama did, and maybe that's Kamala, right? Right. And uh, and that's something that we have look, to look forward to. We, sh- we sometimes we forget that we have an arsenal of tools in our bag, right? It, our bag is fucking awesome. Yeah. Our bag. Mm-hmm. It's uh, but it is right. Like it's got. It, Oprah's in there. You know what I mean? Beyonce is in that bag. So, like, let's not forget all of the tools that we have to bring to the table um, because th- they can be there. I think that I think they're more powerful than a fucking website that talks about pedophilia wrongly, you know, um, and that ultimately, I think, is the is the case. Um so that's my optimistic but, take. No, but Nikki, can I say, I agree with you completely, yeah. only if Democrats take advantage of it, right? So I've said, it, it shows you my age, uh, I'm going to do a 90s reference, an exquisite 90s reference. Dems need to stop chasing Amy and Karen and start chasing <laughs> Stacey Abrams, right? We've, right. we've centered whiteness. Right. We've centered whiteness uh, to the point where Hillary Clinton's running mate in 2016, my wife forgot. It's Tim Kaine. Why? Because like maybe some whites in the Rust Belt will like Tim Kaine. No one did. And Stacey Abrams comes out and says, I'm your base, people of color. I'm going to mobilize. I'm going to bring a multicultural base. I'm going to get out the vote. I'm going to get you Milwaukee, Detroit, Atlanta, and Latinos and and Navajo voters are going to get you Maricopa. And so if Democrats follow Stacey Abrams' lead and center around their base and actually get out those votes, I agree with you. They can run the tables. If they do that, though. Um, Sam B, do you have a final word here uh, on... on, um the future of the GOP, the future of the Democratic Party. Listen, my mantra, I wrote it, it's in my phone right now. Like I wrote it down for myself today. I was like, you know what? <laughs> and I'm going to tell everybody at work. So I'll, <laughs> I'll do it now. I was like, for the next couple of weeks, like for the next foreseeable future, let's just all adopt the attitude. What would Stacey Abrams do or say? Yeah. And let's not vary from that. Let's just stay on that's And course. that's what we do and say. Yeah. That's what we do. That's what we say. I'm going, I'm on her program for the rest of eternity. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's fantastic. All right, folks. Let, tell me what is your mantra in this post-election period, this lame duck session? Um, how are you feeling? Hit me up on all of the social medias that I hate. Um <laughs> Okay, let's move on to topic number three. So it'll be winter eventually. I mean, it's still in the 70s in New York, so we haven't gotten much of a fall. But technically, uh, to quote Game of Thrones, uh, winter is coming. uh, And outdoor hangs have been my personal lifeline. Mm. So what's the plan now that we're going into pandemic winter edition? Uh, Do you feel a little nervousness about your your social outlook? 
Uh, yes, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm really scared. I liked outdoor life. Oh, I appreciated yes. it. I like to be able to go outside. I'm scared. I'm really scared. And my kids are in the public school system. And so that's uh, another level of fear. Um, you know, I feel, feel like we're in New York City right now, really cruising toward a reality in which the public schools go offline or go online fully really soon. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. They've been great. Our schools have been great, but yeah, that's going to be have. hard. You know, that's, yeah. that's, it's really, really challenging. And, uh, right. It's like the public schools have been great and they're not a vector of disease, um, according to studies, mm-hmm. but there are numbers at which the, the governor, the, the, the trigger a closing, even yes. if it's not because of the public school. Right. Yes. So, um, so that's, you know, where we're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to, we read a piece in the New York times called why you should brave the bad weather. Um, and I'm just going to quote from it. In the, so, um, I forgot the name of the writer. I'm a terrible person. But it, but uh, they write, take it from someone who grew up in Northern England. Terrible weather does not mean you don't get to socialize outdoors. Um, later, uh, they write, the key to British imperturbability lies in not expecting your time outdoors to be especially warm or dry in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this. I've actually done two rainy hangs with some mm. friends. Uh, we were under like a nice outdoor, you know, the restaurant awning deals that they have set up all over the great streets of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and in both cases, we all patted ourselves on the back <laughs> for hanging out <laughs> in the rain <laughs> because it was still really fun. Um, and, you know, and it was ultimately it was fine. It wasn't that wet. We were under a thing. It was just kind of like, eh, it's a little cold. It's a little rainy. Um, and so I think there's a there's a world where we can kind of do this. Like, let's do this. Yes. Raj, how are you feeling about the cold? So you basically have to become British and passive aggressive and just like, just mm-hmm. murder our emotions for the next four months. Yes. I, I, I feel, I feel good about it. Like I was saying before, you know, I was t- telling you about my daughter. I mean, we had to deal with her cancer last year. And then right when she was cancer free, literally the next week we went into lockdown. So my family in particular, in a strange way, and I say this with kind of a tongue in cheek, enjoying the dark humor of it all, was prepped for lockdown. And you look back on it now a year later and I'm like, was it worth it? Well, yeah, we saved her life because she's immunocompromised and you find a way to live and you find a way to be creative and you do things inside. Or like you said, uh, you go outside with your friends and social distance. But we're in a third wave where literally the entire U.S. map is red with mm-hmm. virus. And we have. And by the way, it's just so that we don't feel alone. So is Europe. Yep. So is Europe. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they're locking down again. Look at France. My friends in France are like, oh, we thought we beat this, man. And I feel like we have to we have to say this. Do we want to survive until the summer? Do we want our loved ones to be around the summer? If that means for three months, we wear masks, we socialize only outside and we just kind of recalibrate and be a bit creative. Is it worth it? And literally, it might be worth 150,000 American lives. And so this is why I say, and I, you know, the weight of it, I think sometimes, you know, there's so many crises, we forget the weight of 235,000 Americans yeah. who have died. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. no joke. Just let that like number sit with you. And so if with this third wave, if we do do what Trump told us to do, literally, he's leading us to slaughter. And, and I'll say the final thing is Republican governors 
such as DeSantis and all Trump followers, have given up on doing anything on the virus. Mark Meadows, who has COVID, admitted it. And what they want is herd immunity, or as Trump calls it, herd mentality, which means let... (laughs) He literally said that. Remember that? He goes, herd mentality, whatever. Uh, But that means... That's 8 million people dead. And so the pro-life party is fine with 8 million people dying. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Three months, suck it up, be creative, yeah. wear the mask, meet outside, well, get to the Sam, spring. you're from Canada, right? Didn't, don't you guys oh, yeah. have it on the call? Listen, we, we will be fine. We I definitely have put an eye to it because we will go outside and you have to go out. You, you got to go outside. If you don't go outside. Yeah. We have friends who moved to Maine, okay? And they were, they moved to Maine and they were like, it's so dark and it's cold <laughs> all the time. Like, it's just so much colder, faster, and it's longer. And, um, and the, a piece of advice that they got when they moved to Maine for Mainers was, embrace winter right like, get to love the cold mm. yeah. and you'll be fine here because if you don't you will be depressed all the, you will the be in a time. state of depression right. the whole time like so i think we just embrace winter i'm we, i got new jackets that will keep us in the cold for longer i think we'll just get <laughs> into it but like further to your point you know so many people t- t- over two hundred thousand people dead but so many more people than that are having the lingering effects of this. Right. And there are people who will never really fully recover. So there's countless others in addition to all the people who perished. So it's absolutely, it's our duty. What they need to do in the opinion of me and my family is really rebrand the idea of a mask mandate and call it like a patriotic, (laughs) like... America face coverings, Patriot, <laughs> Patriot covers, or just like freedom fries it a little bit so that we all feel like Patriots for wearing our masks. No, that's right. That's, a, that's a smart are. point. That's a smart point. We that, are Patriots. Yeah. We're like looking out for people around us, pr- protecting them from our own disease. That's nice. But we're preventing their disease from coming into it's patriot fucking patriotic. Rebranded I mean, yeah, message. I think obviously the the failure of the marketing of uh, coronavirus and how to <laughs> prevent it was because we didn't have any, you know, if if this had been the Obama administration or the Biden administration, there would have been that you know, patriotic face covering. They would have figured out, you know, get your face mask and your fucking butt plugs in <laughs> the flag edition and it would have made it fun. yes <laughs> it red white and blue <laughs> it would have been more fun it would have been more it mm-hmm. would have just been more spirited like it's this doesn't have this patriotism does not have to be so dour you know no. what i mean like being called to duty shouldn't just fill you with dread and horribleness right no. like it should feel like i am helping my community this is great you know there's people that still cheer at 7 p.m. for uh, essential workers every night in new york city and uh, and we're months later and they come out with their pots Mm -hmm. and pans you know what i mean and that is like the kind of enthusiasm i feel like i love that enthusiasm i i I imagine they had that during world war ii and we just have lost the ability to like feel enthusiasm in that way get everybody in the war effort it's a war on a virus we fucking love war here yeah we just (laughs) make it a war on a pandemic instead of an actual war 
love war over here. Oh. Jesus Christ. Can, okay, let's talk a little bit about the holidays and kind of still making them special. Mm. Um, is there anything you guys are doing or, or um, thinking about for your holiday experience to be pandemic special? We are so in slur as a family. Like, I've got three kids as well. And we are such a, we come from such small families. The only thing that's really happening for us um, outside of the world as a whole is that our entire family is across the Canadian border and that border has been closed since March, I think. So we haven't seen our families for a really long time. That's nothing new here. You know, we've had a travel ban for four years, so lots of families aren't seeing their family yeah. members, so we can live with it. But it is, it, that's the biggest challenge for us in the holidays. And so we're, I guess we'll be FaceTiming a lot, but not too much other stuff is really going to change. I guess yeah. we're not going, we're not going out for any dinners. Right. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, Waj, what do you, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, Halloween was around the corner. We dressed up our kids. They just felt like having a great time they wore masks. And then we went, we went outside and social distance, uh, and we got some candy and it was, it was fine. Uh, mm -hmm. Eid, we did Eid during lockdown and we zoomed our family members, just like Sam. I haven't been able to see my parents or my in-laws, uh, but it was fine. Uh, the kids know what's up. They know it's a pandemic. They know it's a virus. You know, Thanksgiving, we'll make some food and we'll we'll Zoom our friends. Uh, and that's yeah. OK. That's enough. Because like you said, we're all in a once in a lifetime pandemic. We all have to rally. It's a global community effort. And I think if people realize, oh, we're saving our lives and literally helping save our neighbors by doing this. And it's okay. We're in it together. You can empathize together, have joy together, cry together. You know, we're in it together. And the leadership, why it's going to be so important for those people who say both sides. Mike Pence was asked this question about two weeks ago. And he said, we're going to do the family. Uh, mother's going to be there and we're going to have everyone and we're just going to do everything as normal as usual. And everyone's going to come together and spread more coronavirus. And so that's not going to be the answer coming from Kamala when she's uh, a leader. And that's what's going to help save lives. Because Kamala is yes. going to be like, social distance, wear a mask, be with your loved ones, uh, be safe. And then people will be like, oh, that's what my leader is telling me to do. I'll do that. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Um, I Can I say the one thing that I'm really thinking about for the holidays uh, is in that spirit of being a good patriot is I um, am still buying gifts for everybody, but I am aggressively and only buying those gifts from local places. Oh, that's good for you. Um, and good. I think I think the I think things are. This is the time when businesses need the help. There's a bunch of businesses that made it this far that mm -hmm. managed not to close, and here we are in November, and we need to get them over the hump of this winter and this early spring. Mm -hmm. And so I think one thing that I would just beg, and you know, listeners have heard me talk about, don't fucking give money to Amazon. I fucking rail against Amazon constantly. I will continue to rail against Amazon. They don't need any more of your hard-earned money, but you know who really could use it? Who could really use it is like the toy store dinosaur on ninth street in my in my neighborhood you mm -hmm. know the the this you know there's like gift shops there's um clothing stores there's all these little storefronts that are run by moms and pops and so one dorky thing i'm doing is i'm putting together a list in of my neighborhood i'm sharing it with all of my neighbor my neighbors and i'm posting it in my building Great. um because so what is the dorky little thing that you can do to get people 
to help save those businesses. Also, a great gift is a gift certificate from the local restaurant that you yes. also want to save. This is uh, great. Oh, I'm, right? I want to amplify what you're saying right now. This is really a great message. And I'm going to put that in my own noodle and think about ways to do that. Put it in your noodle. Yes. Everyone put it in your, let's put in our collective Mm -hmm. noodles. Mm -hmm. Um, But what you've done is, I mean, what you have done, what other people have replicated has literally saved local towns and businesses the past Mm -hmm. year. Uh, A deliberate, conscientious effort to buy local and help support local businesses, pay that little extra dollar for the book or, you know, go to the restaurant uh, just to help out. That's what saves small towns all across America because they haven't gotten that stimulus package from the government. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then let's just get them to that hump where Joe and Kamala can get in there, whip up some votes and get a stimulus package to Americans, get a small business package to small businesses Um, there. And there is a will even with Republican senators to do that. So I feel like that's in our future um but they need they need help so so tell me folks what you guys are doing for your holidays how you're still gonna make it special (laughs) what local businesses you're supporting tweet them at me i will retweet them i love supporting local businesses even though they're not wherever the fuck they are um folks thank you so much uh for joining me um that is the end of the show uh how do you feel Great. I feel great. I feel revitalized. Yes. Actually, that was very pleasant. Very much a pleasure. I I, I hope people feel joy still. Feel joy and be optimistic despite everything we've discussed. Yes. Yes. Give yourself permission to enjoy something. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Uh, well, you know what I would love for people to do is I would love for them to be able to follow you and all the stuff you do. Uh, Waj, where do they find you? Uh, they'll find me at Wajahat Ali on the Twitters. Uh, unlike Samantha, I actually do respond to people and suffer uh, oh. for all the rage and masks. But I <laughs> respond back. So, yeah, but you can, I'm very friendly on social media. If, you, if I can ever help anyone, let me know. Or if you want someone to troll. I, I'm, a, I'm a really good person to troll. <laughs> I will troll you. I will take you up on that offer. <laughs> uh, Sammy, where do people find you? I mean, I feel like where a lot of people me? know. Uh, uh, the At the old Full Frontal and at Full Release, the podcast, and I guess on Twitter at I am Sammy, although my notifications are blocked, so I will not respond to your horrible messages <laughs> or your pleasant ones. They're, both are welcome. It's like <laughs> Reading into the void, if you ever just feel a little bit. Um, awesome. You should definitely be subscribing to Full Release. Um, uh, just that is a podcast that should be in your life. Uh, you know where to find me and all the things I do. But what I really would like to do is thank the people that make Fake the Nation possible. That is our wonderful producer, Anita Flores, our talented audio engineer, Andy Christens, Gabby Alter, wrote our theme music. Lily Fleshler helps out with research. And dear listeners, we love hearing from you. So send us your feedback, topics we should be chatting about, guest ideas you might have. You can leave us a voicemail at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at comments at fakethenation.com. If you like what you hear, favorite Fake the Nation on Stitcher, follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it helps people find the show. That is it, and we'll be back in your earballs next week. 